What led to the biggest deception? 1. Shul, Paul, spoke in Aramaic, not Greek as seen in Acts 26 14, 21 40, 22-2. 1. He did not write in Greek but in Aramaic. 2. Those who transcribed his words into Greek knew very little Hebrew or Aramaic. 3. This Greek text came under scrutiny of the Roman Church of the West. 4. The Roman Church of the West was subject to editing by its priests and copyists. 5. The Church of the East had far less pagan tampering and influence. Truths. 1. Yeshua Jesus said all Israel must hear and do the Torah. Luke 8 19-21, Matthew 5 17-19. Galatians chapter 1 verse 1. 1. Shul, Paul, is a shaliak which means to stretch out, send, or dispatch. A shaliak or sent one is an agent that represents the interests of his principal having full authority to speak. Examples of a shaliak, angels speaking to Lot about their mission. Genesis 19:13. YHWH speaking to what Moses will say to Pharaoh, Exodus slash Shemot 7:16. Isaiah 6 8 Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Here am I send me. I Kings 19 1-2 Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah. Other examples, Jeremiah 1 7, Ezekiel 2 3-5, 3-6, Malachi 4-5, Yochanan 12-49, Matthew 10-16. We too are to be Shalakim for the kingdom of heaven, 2 Corinthians 5 19-20. As agents we are also vested with the authority to act according to the will of the principal the one who sent him. Jeremiah 25 4-6, Rashid, Genesis, 24-2-4-8. Deu 18-18 I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their kinsmen. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell them everything I order him. Deu 18-19 Whoever doesn't listen to my words, which he will speak in my name, will have to account for himself to me. This term of prophet, Navi, could be interpreted as a collective singular meaning prophet kind and could apply to any prophet of YHWH. This verse goes on to explain how a prophet of the prophet kind is valid or invalid. There is a test of credibility for the prophet kind prophet. 1. If his words do not come to pass as spoken. 2. If he leads one away from YHWH, meaning he also leads one away from actions of doing the commandments of the law. YHWH and his immortal Torah are inseparable, Shemot, Numbers, 24-8, Shemot 34-27. Both these verses state, in accordance with these words a covenant was made pushing forward to the picture of Yeshua Jesus' blood sprinkled out on the earth. This blood covenant is inseparable from the Torah. Yeshua is even called, the living Torah as he totally walked it out perfectly, never removing a jot or tittle, not adding or taking away from the Torah's essence. Matthew eleven twelve confirms what causes violence from the days of John the Baptist to the kingdom of heaven. Violent men take the Torah by force and violate it, they change it. These prophets, even be seen as men of God, are violent in God's view because they remove or change the Torah according to their pleasure. Today, we have rabbinic who believe their words supersede the the words of Moses. Today, we have Christian pastors who believe the outlines they preach from supersede the Torah. Rabbinics and pastors have removed the Torah and made themselves the heads of the sheep. YHWH sees these prophet kind as false prophets in sheep's clothing. Matt 11:12 From the time of Yochanan the Immerser until now, the kingdom of heaven has been suffering violence. Yes, violent ones are trying to snatch it away. Matt 11:13 For all the prophets and the Torah prophesied until Yochanan. 
Here we see the Torah as the words from God. Yochanan spoke what the Torah looked to. When they cut Yochanan head off, they stopped the prophet kind that pointed to the Messiah in their very presence. Yochanan was silenced so the one like Moses, Isha, could now step into his rightful position of completing every prophecy ever prophesied about him. Was Shul, Paul, a true prophet? Was Yeshua, Jesus, a true prophet? The answer is a loud screaming yes. Has Shul been misunderstood? Has Yeshua been misunderstood? Again, a loud screaming, yes. Shul was the prophet kind who never prophesied outside the instructions of the Torah. Yeshua, Jesus, is the true prophet never violating the Torah in one point, which qualifies him to be the Messiah. Both men suffered and died with the Father's message of the Torah on their lips. The words from Shul, Paul, came to pass. The words from Yeshua came to pass. The words from Shul never lead the sheep from the Father's instructions. The words from Yeshua never lead the sheep from the Father's instructions. Those that claim to be a true prophet must always lead the sheep toward YHWH's instructions. New Testament I John 4 1 tells us to test the spirits as to whether they are from Elohim. The test is to see if they dissect the Torah out of our lives. If the prophet speaking for God is directing us away from the written covenant of Moses, then he or she is a false prophet. Joe 14 23 Yeshua answered him, If someone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Joe 14 24 Someone who doesn't love me doesn't keep my words, and the word you are hearing is not my own but that of the Father who sent me. We are assured the Spirit of God will indwell and make a home in us. We are assured God dwells within us as we also walk out the instructions provided by the Father. It is in the Torah that we can walk with God. Yeshua walked with God even being the only begotten Son of God. It is in this arena that the Spirit of God operates. Yeshua never counted his position as being God a stumbling block of pride for himself. He knelt down submitting to the Father's instructions known as the Torah. The Torah is the essence of what God is about. Matt 11:12 From the time of Yochanan the Immerser until now, the kingdom of heaven has been suffering violence. Yes, violent ones are trying to snatch it away. Violent men are Torahless men. Kingdom of God suffers without the Torah. Yeshua Jesus is known as the living Torah slash the living word. He brings the kingdom of heaven to earth. Violent people tried to remove him which was also removing the words spoken via the prophet kind Mosh. The spoken words were put in writing during Israel's 70-year banishment for disobeying it. YHWH's words spoken via Mosh were once called the Oral Torah and now be known as the Written Torah. The violence that the Kingdom of Heaven suffers occurs when removing the words that began with the Father. Yeshua came to validate those original words. Violence on the earth against God will increase because mankind removes the Torah from their lives. The kingdom has to have a king. They violently removed him showing us his violent return. Cleansing our earth will be like a reset button back to the Gone of Eden. The mansion for us to live in is prepared like the Gone of Eden was prepared. Yes, the mansion being prepared is this earth so Yeshua can be with us as planned from the beginning. And yes again, as the heavenly eternal mansion will be beyond imagination after the thousand-year reign on earth. The eternal mansion is described sitting above the earth as in the shape of the phylactery on the forehead, from the Father's view it will sit as a phylactery on the earth. Our Creator has always had this on His mind and His purposes are always filled up. The mansions, our clans, will grow big and strong on the earth. We are to allow the Torah to point to Yeshua. He will return to be our teacher.
Yes, he lives with us again to be that example of how to walk out the Father's instructions. Is this prophetic? Hmm. I guess it is. Prophecy confirms what has already been spoken in the scriptures. Joel Galatians 1 1 states he is an apostle, a Sheliak, sent one. Who sent him? Yeshua Jesus and the Father. Gal 1 1 from, Shaul, an emissary, I received my commission not from human beings or through human mediation but through Yeshua the Messiah and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, also from all the brothers with me. Shaul is commissioned by Yeshua to have full authority to speak the written words of the Torah to the Gentiles, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Is this a surprise to you of who are the lost sheep? The reference point to all relationships with the father begins with Abraham who was a Hebrew whose father was Armenian. Thus it is in the context of the Armenian and Hebrew language that we see a called out people placed on the earth after Noach's flood. Noach was a Sheliak. Our purpose is to be a Sheliak. Shaul, Paul, was trained in the traditions of the elders in the houses such as Gamaliel and Shammai. Yeshua would have been under the same influences of these schools but years earlier than Shul. When Yeshua Jesus accuses him of kicking against the goads, he is accusing Shul of going against the teaching that Yeshua taught while alive. Shul will need to make 180 degrees turn to come in alignment with Yeshua. Shul was born a Jew whose family had Roman influence. This prophet kind knew the culture and language of the Hebrew first. He also knew the culture of Rome and could speak Greek. Just because you live in several cultures does not make you born of that culture. Shaul was fully Jewish with Hebrew as his main language. Gal 1 to 1 from, Shaul, an emissary, I received my commission not from human beings or through human mediation but through Yeshua the Messiah and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, also from all the brothers with me. We have discussed what an apostle or emissary is by whom Shaul was commissioned. Shaul is now excited to add the message of Yeshua's atoning blood to show that Yeshua is the Messiah that was foretold of in the Torah. Shaul begins with stating who Yeshua is, he is the Messiah that the Father raised from the dead. Shaul's storyline will follow I was blind, but now I see. He was not blind to the Torah. He was not told to discard the Torah. He life journey was now to present the living Messiah that filled up all that was spoken about him. Shul even embraces that it is God the Father that rose Yeshua up. And, the last part of the verse declares that Shaul has all the endorsement of his Hebrew brethren that are with him. Galatians verse 1 fully details a powerful message. He has been appointed not by his brothers, but by the Messiah and God the Father themselves. We see two entities commissioning Shaul. These entities are connected as working together to present resurrection. There were hundreds of schools lead by the elder in the community on teaching the Torah. The two schools that held the greatest credibility in their area was Gamaliel and Shammah. Yeshua sent correction to both of them and especially as he argued for resurrection after death to the school of Shammai. Yeshua's brother Yaakov followed after the school of Shammai concurring of no resurrection after death. It is in this point that Yeshua did not get along with his half-brother. We see Yeshua even teaching to shake the dust off your feet as even his hometown of Nazareth did not accept his teachings. We find that it is the woman who remembered that he said that he would raise up. The female, the bride, is seen as believing which shows the pattern of the bride also being raised up after three days. When Yeshua spoke to Lazarus to wake up from being dead four days, we can believe that many of their schools were in an upheaval. Today, churches have much discord over different opinions on the lifting-off theory. What happened when the resurrection theory was proven? I believe other sources say that they tried to kill Lazarus again. 
They even guarded John's body in case he would come back to life headless. Yes, Yeshua's body was guarded, all to cover up the resurrection conspiracy theory. He would be seen for 40 days and 40 nights proving resurrection. Yeshua took 4,000 years from Adam to arrive, showing S. Lazara. The Father will take 3,000 years showing us the new heaven and earth. And yet there is a two-day theme that shows us Yeshua reigning as the son of David for a thousand years before that final three days. And what else was being proven? Revelation 2-5 Community in Ephesus, right, here is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven gold menorahs. Rev 2-2 I know what you have been doing, how hard you have worked, how you have persevered, and how you can't stand wicked people. So, you tested those who call themselves emissaries but aren't, and you found them to be liars. Rev 2-3 You are persevering, and you have suffered for my sake without growing weary. Rev 2-4 But I have this against you, you have lost the love you had at first. Rev 2-5 Therefore, remember where you were before you fell, turn from this sin, and do what you used to do before. Otherwise, I will come to you and remove your menorah from its place, if you don't turn from your sin. On July 28, at a Wednesday night service, I encountered a pastor in New Mexico. He gave a beautiful lesson on loving God. Every scripture he referenced seemed to involve obeying God's instructions to us. Torah means instruction or it can mean legislation. Pastors mistakenly reference the word law as just legislative rulings which they deem no longer valid for today. I asked him what our first love was and he naturally answered, Jesus Christ. But if you look at verse 5 we see that it is a subject matter, not a person. When I told this head pastor what I thought it was, he said that he had heard Jack Hiles of Indiana define it as fellowship. At least Dr. Hiles knew that it was not a person. So what is Yeshua, positioned in the heavens, saying to John on the island of Patmos before he dies at around age 90? I simply said to this pastor, we have left God's instructions. He was thrilled to finally have that piece of a confusing puzzle figured out. Yes, he said, we have left God's word. In our quest for truth we tend to jump past the context which helps define the Hebraic meaning. We must look at scripture according to its Hebraic words and its Hebraic deeds. The context is that Yeshua Jesus, positioned with the Father in heaven, is giving the prophet King Yochanan John an incredible view of the heavens and things to come. And, in it all there is correction. Law has come to sound equals you have to obey or else. The Torah has come to sound, you have to obey or else. What is the biggest deception today? 2. Yeshua Jesus said all Israel must hear and do the Torah. Luke 8 19-21, Matthew 5:17-19. We must hear with our hearts and take the words into our heart. It is only then that our minds can be renewed to do the Torah. I told the pastor of this ill-attended church. Every time you see the words commands it is talking about the Torah. If we could understand the first five books of the Bible, we would know when deception creeps into our minds. It is those first five books that we see, Resurrection of the Messiah. It is in those first five books that we see how to live safely with God, and then safely on our earth. We see the first patterns in people's lives that will play out over and over again. And yet, it truly does start with the pattern of sacrifice. The pattern of seeds planted in the ground to produce after its own kind. Yeshua was planted in the ground to rise up after three days striking the head of the serpent. Yes, the heels of the children are struck but they will survive because they want new names. What causes the big and little deceptions? 
no understanding that there is one Creator with one message pointing to one way to salvation, Yeshua, the only begotten Son spoken of before the foundation of the new beginnings of the earth. In 2022 the old is passing away, old hens and roosters, old horses, old people in my life, and yet to be great-grandparents to three new babies by the end of 2022 is nothing but new beginnings. The pandemic COVID-19 began shutting the earth down in 2019, 2020 and 2021. 2022 shows us new beginnings of release in this seventh Shemitah cycle. Year 1 beginning September 25, 2022, 1 Tishri 5783. It is the beginning of another seven-year cycle and it is celebrated with a hybrid eclipse on April 20, 2023. Yeshua was on the earth in 23 AD when he saw a hybrid eclipse on April 23. We are in the years with markers seen in our skies. He had to be prepared in heart, mind and body. He grew himself in the Torah and was able to challenge those that were straying from the original seed of Mosh. This man, speaking the words from the Father, challenged their thinking, and yet, would prove resurrection. It would be the Sheliak Shul that would bring the burning remembrance of resurrection back into their ears as the year marched forward and his miracles were soon forgotten. Shul would hold to the Torah because Yeshua embodied the Torah. But Shaul would concentrate on resurrection because even he was killing other Jews who didn't agree with him. Shua was kicking against the teachers who followed Gamaliel. His correction was severe and came through his eyes because he was not seeing correctly. A devout Jew, and yet off in one point and now he would renounce the Sadducees' teaching of no resurrection. The school was threatened and would dissolve. Our churches are having their doctrines of men challenged. They don't want to let go of Christmas and Easter. They don't want to accept miracles can happen. They don't like others speaking in a language other than English because it just does not seem right. So, they call speaking in another language evil. The old men and their old thinking will be left in the desert. Aharon and Moske and Miriam knew God but let the people's grumbled come against them personally. God will leave us over to our own humanity as he did Pharaoh where we see Pharaoh growing hard time and time again. It is in our humanity that we cannot survive on this earth. We need to give honor to who raised up Yeshua causing us to also raise up in resurrection. I love chapter 1, verse 1 of Galatians. It fills my heart to see who Paul really is. He has been taken as a Gentile opting for Gentile rites when in truth his Hebrew name is Shul and he has been opting for Torah and our right to resurrection.